Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. I'm Amy Keller. It seems like um, everybody needs to get to the grocery store and, and, we, and we've seen the lengthy lines at stores. But also it seems like people are really worried about going to the grocery store because they're worried about getting sick, getting COVID at the grocery store, or even getting COVID from the food that they eat. Yeah. So let's push a little bit today on the real scoop about food safety and COVID. Sounds great. this is a great topic. Yeah, there are a few things that you can do to help yourself. To me, the first, the number one thing that you can do is to minimize your time in the store. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like the longer you spend in that environment, the more at risk you are. So there are a couple of ways that you can do that. The first one is to make a list and stick to it. And of course, that's good for anything. Yeah. Make that list. Um, <laughs> I'm a list you know, maker anyway. So I, yeah. So, you know, fewer impulse buys, but that's, that's a outside of this. Right. Um, but it also minimizes the time that you're in the store if you have a list. And uh, I was talking to my sister-in-law yesterday and she said because of the way that their grocery store is organized, her husband has organized his index cards with the groceries items by aisle <laughs> because of the way, you know, they have the arrows in the uh -huh. store. So he doesn't really have to turn around and go around and go right. back um, to get items that he's forgotten. I don't know if you have to go to that extreme, <laughs> but I think it's really important to have that list because you move more quickly when you have a list. I have but to say, I have always done that. I, ha I have to say, I mean, I have always done that. But I, I do that on a envelope and I'll just write my groceries, like what I need. And I try to write it in the order in which I go through the store so that I am efficient. So I think that's a good idea. And I do do that <laughs> already. So that's good. The other, the other thing that I'm running into, and it, this, I learned this because my husband used to keep the grocery list on, the, on his cell phone. Mm. And so this is something I, at this point, I'm sort of discouraging because the more, you know, phones we know are a source of germs, we don't keep up with cleaning them maybe the way that we should. Yeah. We think about washing our hands, but maybe not cleaning our phones. Right. Um, so I think it's probably good at this point to go back to that old fashioned paper list. Yeah. Um, you know, just because you can leave your phone then in your purse or in your pocket and you're not reaching for it right. and out of your pocket and looking, just, you know, getting that phone back on using right. your, you know, using your, your password and things like that yeah. to get back into it. I think it, the, the less you can handle your phone in the grocery store, probably the better. That's a great tip. I love that. Um, the other thing is to take as few people as possible. And I know that in many cases it can't be helped. You know, the parents have to take small children into the store because they just have to. There's no other place to put them. Right. But if it all possible, and this is one of the things that I've tried to stress to Baby people who are higher risk to, to assign one person in the household to going to the grocery. Yeah. Because again, the more people that go in, the more people that can be exposed in that environment. So as tempting as it can be to sort of browse around maybe a big box store on a Sunday afternoon, right. you know, family, it's probably better to have one person who's going in with a list, yeah. ready to go, getting their stuff, get getting in. out. Get in. Um, yeah. Yeah, the other thing the list does is it minimizes trips back to the store if you forget something. 
Yeah. So if you made your plan for the week, maybe of what you're going to eat, and then you forget something, then you have to go back into that environment. Right. And where there's a lot of people and it can be, you know, can be concerning. I'm a, I, I really think this, that, that time in the store is probably what you want to try to minimize. So if you can yeah. think of ways to cut that time, you know, if you're an at-risk population, if your store is still offering them, although I'm not seeing, I mean, I'm seeing them in some stores, maybe not all the stores, offering those vulnerable populations hours, right. utilize those. We were speaking with my in-laws yesterday and they are using them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. Yep. So I have fewer people that get them in the store. Yep. I Yeah, um, we have found that the earlier in the store, day that you go to the store the less people there are and that's better for uh our parents yeah you went to a, a large uh wholesale store today and uh, in the middle of the afternoon um on a weekday it was just absolutely dead inside it was fantastic <laughs> nice um, because we, i don't think we've ever moved through so fast through that mm -hmm. store because again so few people there yeah. It really helped um, minimize our time in that store. So I think that will be a, a repeat yeah. <laughs> um, to go on a, a weekday where it's really quiet. It was nice. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great tip on just minimizing your time. I have to say, I'm always proud of myself be being able to just go to the grocery store once a week. And I mean, I always occasionally forget something or run out of something. But generally, we're trying to minimize that and and not do that as often. But I ran into a friend and she made me feel sh she was doing every other week. She would only go to the grocery t once every two weeks, which is probably even better. Right. But I'm not that good, I right. don't think. <laughs> I, I think. I think you have to balance between going every week or going too frequently and then having to stock up on too much. Yeah. And, and something that I, I know it's really tempting right now to want to stock up on everything. And I know we're hearing about oh. some concerning things with meat shortages and right. things that could be occurring here in the next few months. Yeah. You know, I know it's really hard to not want to go buy it all. Yeah. So you have it. But yeah. the other thing I try to remind myself of and I want to remind other people of is that if you buy everything, then the vulnerable population person has then to go to a second store right. or a third store to yeah. get what they need. Yeah. So if you can kind of say, okay, I'm going to kind of back off and not necessarily buy six packages of meat and maybe only buy three, right. even if I have to go back next week, it's safer for me to go back next week than maybe somebody else. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing is, is wearing a mask. And I know this yeah. isn't everybody's favorite thing to do. It's not my favorite thing to do. Nope. Although I have to say I have some kick butt masks right <laughs> now. I have, I have, I have frequented the Etsy for uh -oh. masks. I've got, I got Mickey Mouse. I've got Tinkerbell. My husband has Harry Potter. Oh. We, I think have looked for some expression with these masks. Uh -huh. um, I think I've tried to be a little fun with it. Wear this thing. I want to have. I want to have something that, that says me. <laughs> you know. Uh, so okay, nice. I think I've got a Blue Jackets mask for my hockey. My hockey fandom. So, wow. But we're all set. Would wear that mask even if it isn't required in your store. Please do it. Right. Um, please. Yeah. And I know it's not. Again, there are many situations I understand where people can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, but just like vaccines. If most of us do it, right, then everybody benefits. Right. And those so, of us who feel more comfortable wearing the masks, those are the ones that should be out also in the right. store, hopefully. 
And right. if you're not able to wear a mask, yeah. it may be good if you have a family member who's more comfortable wearing one, right. let them do the grocery shopping for now. Yeah. The other thing you can take advantage of, and we have, is Instacart or a grocery yep. service like that. We've done that. Because yeah. I, I, I did not know about that <laughs> prior to this, and <laughs> I may continue to use it. I, I, I perhaps have purchased the yearly pass. Oh, um, nice. I, I really like it because A, I think it cuts down on impulse buying. For me, I am can have an impulse habit if I'm not careful. Uh-huh. Um, so I get what's on the list. Yep. The other thing is, again, I think it minimizes, you know, the people in stores. If I'm not going and the shopper's not going, if it's just one of us is going. Right. Um, I think it's, it, again, the fewer the people in the stores, the better it is for everybody. In terms of food safety, so I've heard some outrageous things. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> leave your, your groceries in the garage for three days. Right. <laughs> or, Yeah. Or, Wash them with soap and water before. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you know, make sure you're bleaching all your packages. Right. I mean, yeah. So, a, you can't leave stuff in the garage. I mean, I guess you could leave like your toilet paper, your paper towels, or things that are shelf stable. If you really just are that concerned, you want to leave them outside. That's fine. But you right. certainly should not use your garage as a refrigerator or freezer. I know it's cold today. That's it's still not appropriate. Right. It's not yeah. a safe place to leave things. Right. So. Please bring your groceries in. You have a couple of options. So the first option is you can do things like if you're really worried about boxes, for example, of cereals, you can take the bags out of the boxes and put the bags in your cabinet or put them into another container, Uh throw the boxes away. Then, you know, you're not necessarily having that box in your, you know, your, your, your cupboard if you're concerned. You can, you can, you wipe things down like jars and cans with a Lysol wipe or uh-huh. with a hot soapy water mixture. You can do that. But generally, you know, yes, I know they're finding COVID on surfaces, but you have to remember, you would have to pick it up from the box where the grocery store person or the other patron sneezed on it. Right. And you would have to sit there for the right amount of time. You would have to pick it up immediately. And then you have to touch the exact same spot where it was. And you have to remember the entire thing's not coded. Right. In, in COVID. It is, you right. have to pick that exact same spot. Yeah. And then touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth to be infected. Just because they find it on a surface and I've read this many times, does not mean it, it's infectious. Right. Yes, they you know, you, they can find it on stuff, but that doesn't mean that it could make you sick. It just means it's there. I think there was a study that came out early on, and it talked about the length of time that a COVID virus could survive on cardboard and other right. surfaces. And I think it was like 24 hours on cardboard or something like that. But... What they didn't tell you in that research and didn't talk about was half-life. Viruses have half-lives too. So if there was some virus on that surface, as time goes by, less and less of that virus is still viable and on that surface. So even though it could last for 24 hours, that's not saying that it's a high-risk amount of virus for 24 hours. And then I think I've, um, there's an, there was a recent study that came out. I'm not sure. Have, have you seen this? Uh, our friend, Mary Angela Miller from Keep Safe Food was saying that the new search, the new information that's coming out is saying 90% of this virus is being transmitted person to person and only 10% from contact surfaces. 
So my feeling on this is you are more likely to get COVID at the grocery store than from the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah. It, from walking really through the... My, my experience and the things that I've read is it's that person-to-person transmission yep. more than your box of cereal right. that is way to infect you. Right. You know, again, people want some reassurances. And if you want to wipe down your cans, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. But you do need to realize that some containers are not meant to be sprayed with bleach. Right. There are things that could be issues there. And we'll get into fruits and vegetables here in a second, because that's a whole different issue. But, you know, there's not there are containers that are not meant to stand up to harsh chemical cleaners that could, and again, get into your food that it's then going to make you sick. <laughs> right. 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 So I think it's, I think that's important, even though people want that sort of reassurance that everything, you know, that they eat is clean. But I will say the other thing you can do is just wash your hands. Right. Yeah. That's what we you know, do. We bring our groceries in and then we wash our hands and right. we put them away and, and then we wash our right. hands. Yeah. Wash your hands before you eat. Yeah. Even if you've touched a contaminated box right. before you eat, wash your hands mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference you're not going to lick the box you right. know wash your hands right you know? yeah um, and 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 that that can really make a big difference i have to say i was i was thinking about this the other day if anything positive can come out of this is that people are washing their hands better than ever more effectively than uh-huh. ever you know we're all doing the two happy birthdays and doing <laughs> 20 seconds yep and I really feel like this may help us in other infectious diseases I, that were around. Yep, I agree. <laughs> you know, it may help us with norovirus, the stomach flu, or you know, stomach bugs that we think about later on. Right. <laughs> people are washing their hands every time they go to the bathroom or washing their hands before they prepare items in the sink or even cut down on food poisoning. Right. If people are washing their hands. Now, you got to keep those habits up. We can't just have done it for the last six weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks. Now, we all go back to just not washing our hands anymore. Right. But I think washing hands is a really big positive that has come out of this. Yeah. So using Instacart, if you feel like more comfortable with delivery, like I said, I, I like it because, again, it just cuts down on my time in a store, mm-hmm. but it also cuts down on you know, trips to the store because I'm going to be able to get everything. Yeah. And then you can look at, you know, things like takeout. And I know I want to support my local restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, we have done our fair share of takeout. Yep. And it, it kind of breaks the monotony. Absolutely. Uh, cooking dinner every night. Not as much you know, because we did eat out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So why would we stop eating out mm-hmm. just because of COVID? So we're taking advantage of things like the delivery services for, you know, for takeout mm-hmm. or curbside pickup. Yeah. But again, I've seen so many conflicting articles and information about what you need to do with that takeout container. Yeah. Yeah. So this goes right back to washing your hands. So if you receive, you know, receive your pizza box from the pizza chain, you know, they, they boots over to your house, they hand it to you or they do a contactless delivery. That's fine too. Then you bring it into your counter, you wash your hands, you take your pizza out of the box, you put it on a plate, you wash your hands again, Mm -hmm. eat your food, throw away the pizza box, wipe off your counters with a bleach or with uh, with bleach wipes or with um, a hot soapy water solution Mm -hmm. and you're good. Yeah, just like you said, washing your hands is key and that's just 
the thing you just need to keep doing when you're touching the containers and right i mean i'm i'm i've mixed feelings on whether you should take it out of your container or the container you can yeah it makes you more comfortable again remember that surfaces are not nearly as infectious as people right so you know it's maybe overkill if you feel like you need to but you can the other thing you can do is just, you know, we got food a couple of nights ago that wasn't as hot as I would like to. So I just mm-hmm. threw it in the microwave. The things I have read about COVID and it doesn't like being cooked. Right, right. So if it's, you know, if you get it back up to steaming hot, like I like my soups real steaming hot, uh-huh. then any food that may have been in that soup is gone. Yep. Yeah. Then, so it really doesn't like hot temperatures, you know, not necessarily weather, but more hot temperatures, like cooking temperatures of, you know, 145. I've even seen some uh, resources that say 132 for about 15 minutes is enough. Hmm. So it's not even like, you know, cooking temperature hot necessarily. Yeah. But concern, if your food comes from a restaurant, it's not as hot as you would like, throw it in the microwave for 15 or 30 seconds, bring it back up to that kind of steaming and also give you that extra layer of security. The other thing to remember is that eating the virus isn't a thing. Like you're, you can eat stuff that has the virus on it, Yeah. but it doesn't like the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Right. <laughs> it has to go in through a mucous membrane. It has to go in through your nose or your eyes get into the respiratory right that's how it gets into your body it's not going to get into your body through your stomach you know yeah right it doesn't like that gotcha so that's the other thing to remember about it but i think it's important to support takeout if you like that Mm -hmm. some people are really uncomfortable with it and i think that's fine too i think people need to do what they're comfortable with but if you're doing it because Oh, I'm I'm worried I'm going to get COVID from my takeout container from Subway. Right. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, you know, most I think in Ohio, I'm just going to be assuming this is going to be happening in most states that restaurants that will continue to operate through this either through the takeout period or when opening up into customers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it masks are going to be required. Although I know there are situ- certain situations where masks are not appropriate in a kitchen if somebody's working over a hot grill or something mm. like that to be unsafe. Uh-huh. But generally, and the other thing to remember, and I guess this is the other, food service is used to being regulated. Right. Yeah. They're used to when they have to wash their hands and yeah. We've seen the health department before this. Right. <laughs> like, you know, if we're talking about any industry that knows how to regulate itself from a health perspective, it's probably food service. Right. So I feel actually like food services may be more prepared mm-hmm. than other businesses yeah. because we are regularly inspected, even at the hospital, you know, the health department it is in, you know, for its yearly or, you know, biannual inspection and we get our little sticker that we are, you know, and they, right. they don't leave a lot of stones unturned. Right. No, um, they don't. <laughs> yeah. So it's something that I think people can kind of take reassurance that health department or food services are used to this. Yeah. They're used to being regulated. I've heard the lieutenant governor say that the other day. The restaurants and even like, I know this is off topic, but hair salons are used to being regulated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I heard them say that too. Yeah. How to deal with regulation. Right. So you don't think necessarily restaurants are something that you need to get hung up on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I like what you said too. I, it makes me feel that we, we've been doing the same thing. We've been, uh, I've planned on just like I normally do. I'm going to eat out once or twice a week and we'll order in or 
carry out. I tell you, they a lot of these places are really starting to get into that curbside pickup, and you go online and order these days. And uh, we ordered from a restaurant yesterday, and then on there you could actually say what your car make and model is, so they know to look for you too, and they can mm-hmm. find you, and they know. One of the pizza places that we do regularly here, they do the same thing. They're always, when they take your call, they're like, okay, what's your car? And so they know what they're looking for when you're showing up. So they're really getting pretty clever about this. And I really feel like this is something that, again, for vulnerable populations, I mean, I was talking to my parents, I talked to my in-laws, that this is how I think that they probably should eat out for the foreseeable future you know, to really utilize those curbside carryouts. I mean, it's honestly maybe how we will do it for the foreseeable future. Because again, we're, I don't want to be in an environment eating for an hour and a half. Right. You know, yeah. restaurants that can happen to you. Although there are restaurants that we miss a lot. <laughs> I'm hoping that we can maybe continue to do some of these curbside options. Yeah. Um, and to feel a little bit more secure that, uh, you know, things are moving in the right direction and we're not seeing spikes in cases and things like that. Yeah. And then finally, I wanted to talk about fruits and vegetables. I think this is something that I've seen some, there's a couple, there's a real viral video, pun intended, <laughs> um, but a few weeks ago that just made me cringe. I know it had to make you cringe as well. That had a physician that was recommending people wash their fruits and vegetables in bleach or in soap. Yes. And yes. Oh, I think diet was everywhere. Probably just went, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I know so many dietitians were just like, all I said was, I can't even, you know, like right. I right. just can't. Right. Um, again, you know, and this is the thing, you don't want to cut back on fruits and vegetables at this time because you're worried about COVID. But because fruits and vegetables have so many, you know, nutritious properties that we don't want people to cut back. If, you know, if they're available to you and they fit into your budget, fresh fruits and vegetables are a great idea. Right. But I think it's back to, again, getting back to old school food safety that had nothing to do with COVID. So washing your fruits and vegetables, of course, washing your hands before you start washing your fruits and vegetables under cool running water. Mm-hmm. And then making sure that you are washing things with rinds. So we were washing limes the other day for an adult beverage that we were going to have. <laughs> and you want to want to wash those rinds and before you cut into them. Right. So things like cantaloupe, watermelon, limes, lemons, cut, you know, really yep. wash those rinds and then you can cut into them safely. And then you think about things that are delicate, like berries and things like that. Mm-hmm. I would say there are some things you'll want to wash. You can wash ahead of time. And then there are some things that you shouldn't wash ahead of time. Berries are a good example. They don't tolerate being washed right. ahead of time. Yeah. Any kind of berry. It's better to just wait and wash it when you're ready to eat it. Yep. We're ready to eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll, it'll like that better. Yeah. You know, you can utilize the pre-packaged things. So, for example, if you're looking at like a bag of peppers, mm-hmm. you know, instead of getting peppers off the grocery store shelf. And then you, that's the other thing to think about. This is the time. I know everybody wants to squeeze the avocados. Yeah. And, and you know, the firmness of a melon. This is not the time to do that. I have, I have felt like that. That's been so crazy for me because I'm so used to picking up an avocado and like, okay, that's not quite how ripe I need it. Cause it depends on like, right. if I want it next, you know, that day, or if I want to eat it like in a week, I don't want it to be. Right. And so I felt so bad. Like sometimes I'm like, 
I just got to take this one and then I'll take another one, you know, so right. it's hard. Right. I feel like very strongly that this is the time to feel not. with our eyes and not necessarily <laughs> with our hands. Which is if really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, that brings me to one other little, little tidbit about grocery shopping. Gloves do not help you. I know that that's, I see a lot of glove usage in the grocery stores. Oh, yeah. Um, it is, un- I think it's completely unnecessary for most people right. to have gloves on. The other thing is gloves, you know, if you've been, if you've ever worked in food service, you know that gloves are not a get out of wash hands. Free exactly. Card. Exactly. <laughs> so you have to wash your hands and then put on the gloves and then take off the gloves and you have to wash your hands and again. Right. The gloves will be a necessity in food service, but again, food service workers know how to use gloves properly. Mm-hmm. And most of the general public does not. So save the gloves for food service or for healthcare workers or food service workers. Yep. And we'll all thank you for that at a later time. But yeah, back to your fruits and vegetables. Again, cool running water is all you really need to do. Wash those things with rinds. Um, if you have a root vegetable like a potato, get a scrub brush, wash off the visible dirt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then think about those pre-washed bag salads. They do not actually need to be washed again. Right. Again, I concern about COVID or maybe the people in the salad manufacturing facility had COVID. But again, they've been washed before they're bagged. Right. Not necessary or really even advisable to right. wash them. Yeah, I don't wash those. Right. And so... You know, don't spend money on fancy fruit and vegetable washes. I've seen many stores advertising them get a fruit and vegetable wash. It's completely uh, a kind of a waste of money. Yep. We know from studies that cool running water does the same thing. Yep. And if you're worried about, you know, this is a different topic. If you're worried about pesticides, if you're worried about whether I'm buying organic or not. Yeah. Washing your fruits and vegetables organic or not, not. is important, but right. it also washes away if there is any trace residue of anything on an organic or on a conventionally grown produce because they can be there in both. Yep. Washing is all you need to do to take care of that. Yeah. So don't cut down on your fruits and vegetables because you're worried. Right. And washing is all you need to do. Um, and then finally, this is something I think about maybe less frequently than I should is cleaning out the fridge. So, you know, washing out the produce drawer, you know, maybe even setting a day a week of that fridge clean out. Maybe it's the time when you do your leftover night mm. and everybody gets all the food out and eats it all up. <laughs> and then that's the time to pull those shelves out and wash them in hot soapy water. That's a um, good idea. Yeah. And think about the, Think about your fridge as a high touch area. So we all think about our doorknobs and our bathrooms, but think about how many times people are in and out of that fridge every day. Yep. So think about that when you're thinking about your high touch areas that the refrigerator counts in yeah. that in that area. For sure. Yep. Fruit and vegetable just wash them with water and uh forego yeah. the the bleach, please. <laughs> there have been several instances of bleach being recommended and let's just not go there. It will yeah. make me sick and you know nobody wants to be sick with right. something else right now. Exactly. So exactly. It's not it's not a good idea, you yeah. know. And I think it's it's really important to just make it make your life simple here, and that's yeah. one area where you can you can make it pretty simple. Don't make this more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Exactly. All right. So, well, thank you. And um, you're welcome. I think hopefully everyone feels more comfortable. I know, like going to the grocery store and 
maybe a little more P's and Q's around what you touch at the grocery store. I've been a little bit more mindful of that. I've caught myself a couple times. I go to reach for something. I mean, and, and even just not even like with fruits and vegetables with what you were just saying, but with cheese, I was like, oh, I want this cheese. But then I was like, oh, wait, I want the bigger one, you know, and it's like, oh, I was going to do two of these, but I'd rather do one big one and having that mentality of touching once too, when you're at the grocery store and really thinking before you reach and grab something, I think is important right now. So. But to your point, I think I think the final thing is just just remembering that you're less likely to get it from touching something. You're more likely to get it because someone who just walked through that aisle sneezed and didn't have a mask on and you walked through it. So you're more apt to do that than anything. Yeah. So wear a mask if you can, please. Please. (laughs) Wear a mask. Wear a mask for. Yeah. It's going to save us all a lot of heartache is what I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can help us continue to slow that spread and keep our, yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to your show ideas. If you have more questions about food safety in the time of COVID, or if you have (laughs) more questions about even nutrition at this time, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is this quarantine 15 that everyone's talking about weight gain during COVID. So that's oh. something we could certainly unpack in a, in a future episode. But again, any future ideas, we, we love to hear them. Dish at secretliferd.com. You can visit us on uh, Twitter at, at T Dietitians. You can look at us on Instagram at <laughs> The Secret Life Dietitians. And again, we encourage you to visit our website, secretliferd.com. We look forward to seeing you again wherever you get your podcasts.